0: Well, hello. I'm glad you could be with me today as together we get into God's Word and the Unfolding the Word ministry. We're in the midst of an extended study of First John, pushing on toward the end now of that last chapter, chapter 5. Yesterday, we began to look at verses 14 and 15 in chapter 5 of 1 John. Let me read them again today because we're still unfolding what's involved in those particular verses. And this is the confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. We're talking about God's great promise here, his promise of answers to prayer. The preceding verses were about God's great promise, the promise of eternal life given only to those who repent and believe, turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, receiving him as their Savior and Lord. Now, another of these great promises, and that is a promise about prayer, a prayer promise for those also who have turned to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll come back to that in a minute. We talked about this issue of prayer yesterday and how prayer simply means communing with God, talking, conversation with God. And God says, listen, those of you who are my children, you can know that your prayers are answered. You can have confidence that interacting with me works. I will listen and I will answer. You can have that confidence because you are my child now through what you've done with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I've adopted you into my family. I am treating you as a loving father. You have my ear. All right? Well, we talked about more than that, but that's a good summary to pick up our study today. One of the current benefits of the eternal life which we've been given in the Lord Jesus Christ, that eternal connectedness and relationship relationship, with the Heavenly Father is this, that we can know that our prayers are answered. We can have confidence about it. We can know. The word know here in verse 14 and in verse, I'm sorry, in verse 15 is the Greek word adon, which was the one used back in verses 11 to 13 about knowing that we have eternal life. And it means factual knowledge. Something that's a given, an objective truth, not something, maybe something that we grow to learn over experience. No, this is a factual message, a factual truth from God. God says we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt on objective facts because God tells them to us that our prayers are being heard by God. And you and I, therefore, can have confidence. Remember, that's how verse 14 put it. We can have confidence as children of God to come into the presence of the Heavenly Father and communicate with Him because we can know that we have His ear. He isn't begrudging to listen to us. He is a loving Father. He wants us to interact with Him, to share. Prayer is communication with the Heavenly Father. Let me tell you what prayer is not. Prayer is not some sort of spiritual, emotional catharsis that occurs in people, just by in sort of an Eastern mysticism way where you just sort of meditate and, and have some ideas going on in your mind and you feel better after you've said it. No, that's ridiculous. That's not what the Bible means by prayer at all. Prayer is conversation, interaction with a heavenly Father. It's not about catharsis emotionally. It's not about catharsis spiritually. It's about communication with a God who loves us, has sent his son to die for us, and has now, in response to our repentance and faith, adopted us as his very children, putting us into his family. We can know for sure that our prayers are heard, that God cares that we have his ear. Now, let me quickly say, The Bible makes no such assurance and no such promise to unbelievers. Do you ever understand that? Think about it for a minute. The Bible makes no promise like that to the unbeliever, the one who has not turned in repentance and faith to the Lord Jesus, and as a result, been given the right to be a child of God, adopted into his very family. No. God makes no promise of this sort to such an individual. The world around us simply assumes wrongly that everybody's a child of God. Well, everybody's a creature of God, but to be a child of God is a unique privilege granted only to those who have placed their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. as John chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 make plain to us. The world around us wrongly assumes that everybody has the right to expect that God's going to hear and answer their prayer if they take the time to ask him for something. It's a wrong assumption. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't promise that. Certainly, my experience over these many years has been that most people, not knowing Christ as Savior, wrongly picture God as some sort of celestial genie. That if you rub the lamp properly, he's obligated to do what you ask. Whether you've given him any attention, whether you follow him, he's still obligated to do it because he's the genie. Brothers and sisters, the Bible has nothing to do with such misunderstandings about God or about prayer. God makes no promise like we have here in verses 14 and 15 to the unbeliever. Let me build on that even further. Give you an insight into my ministry with people. I seldom encourage an unbeliever to pray about their needs before God. What I do encourage an unbeliever to do is to turn to Christ, pray the prayer of repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now why? Well, because I try to be a biblical person. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, because the Bible promises that God will listen to a prayer of repentance and faith on the part of an unbeliever. But the Bible does not say God will listen to the prayer of an unbeliever as it pertains to God doing something for their life, providing for them in some way, delivering them from some other issue. No, I can have confidence and tell them with confidence, you pray this prayer, you come before God, God will listen, he will get his ear. He will care about you. Then I can help them understand how now as children of God, here's this other great promise. God will listen to these other needs of your life and you can have confidence in such prayer. But for the believer, we can have confidence. We can come now before our heavenly father, our true father now. He is a loving heavenly father. He's adopted us into his family and we can talk together as parent and child. We can commune with him. We can talk confidently with him, knowing that he's hearing, knowing that he's caring, and knowing that he's answering. Now, the answering aspect of this, I wanna talk a bit more the next time that we are together, Lord willing. But for now, let's just build on that picture. We can have confidence that God because we are redeemed children of God now he is our heavenly father adopted into his family that as we communicate with him share and talk with him that he hears us he cares about us and he answers our prayer the real issue of prayer as i understand it the real issue of prayer isn't simply are we asking something of god The real issue of prayer is God listening and answering what it is we're asking. That's the real question. The promise that he hears and that he answers prayer is what this great promise is all about. A person who does not know Christ as Savior could ask and ask and ask and ask. No promise is given to that. But for the one who has Christ as Savior, who's been adopted into the very family of God, their Heavenly Father promises, when you talk to me, I listen. When you have needs, I care. And when you make petitions before me and ask, I hear and I act. Do you have confidence in that today, my friends? If you don't know Christ as Savior, please turn to him in repentance and faith. We've talked often about that need. And if you have turned to him, learn confidence and boldness in prayer. Join me tomorrow as we continue to look at this, and we'll learn a bit more about how God goes about answering prayer in these verses. God bless.